High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, bachelors, moms with old whore energy, drunk dads who want to kill their future son-in-law. Oh, and a special shout-out to all you funkles out there. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years with the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening. But first, school's still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment. And I would like to see the results. Your homework, as always, is to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. And how about a positive rating? Also, tell a friend about High School Slumber Party. That's the best way you can spread the message of love that we have here every week, sometimes bi-weekly. More on that later. (laughs) Also, one thing. Listen, catch up with your old homework on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me, M-E. I must mess that up. The home of so many other great pop culture podcasts, including the last episode we did, which was a fun one. It was an AP episode with Island Addington. Everyone's talking about Jamie. But enough of Jamie. I'm sick of talking about him. I want to talk Twilight. This, of course, is a Twilight Forever episode. I cannot wait. It's our second lifetime. Joe, too is our rotating guest. Kate Hudson is my official Twilight co-host. And yeah, you guessed it. We talked for so long that this is a two-parter. But part one is really, really fun. I want you to check it out. I can't wait. Funkles and so many other things come from this episode of the podcast. Ugh, I can't wait. Well, it seems like you can't wait either because you're getting up. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. It's your senior year. You should know that by now. (sighs) Anyway, let's do it. Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother's sipping at Brian's. Because we're about to get our party on. Let's leave you with the wedding version to Flightless Bird, American Mouth. By Iron and Wine. We talk about it a little bit on the episode, so figured I'd plug it in here. Class dismissed. I was a quick, wet boy Diving too deep for coins All of your streetlight eyes Wide on my plastic toys And when the cops closed the fair I cut my long baby hair Stole me a dog-eared map Called for you everywhere Have I found you 
You, you made a grown-up decision, Kate? Yeah, well, not really, because I also bought tickets to go see Bad Religion tonight. So I'm like, well, we're going to rage tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go home early last night. Oh, there you go. There you go. Kate, quick question. Are you are you the most ride-or-die of your crew, or are you like the tame version of the Chaos crew? Like, like who's the... Who's the most chaotic in your crew? You don't have to say names, but I'm just, where do you rank in that? It depends. So I compartmentalize everybody. So a lot of my friend groups don't cross streams. I am the most chaotic for all, but the ones I went out with last night and tomorrow night, I call them the party badgers. They are Ooh, okay. fucking feral. I, they, they are like, I have rules. For my other friends, if they encounter the party badgers, I'm like, don't ever take a shot with a party badger because you will black out. They are just, they are a marvel. So I'm the tame one. I'm the grown-up one. They, they're wow. actually my neighbors. And they call wow. me Fire Marshal Kate because I'm like, you can't fucking store propane in shared <laughs> indoor spaces. They're like, it's fine. Ooh. Like, no, you fucking morons. It's not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I set it up, she fucking goes crazy, and then I clean it up if I'm still around. Well, we're here, Hangover Club. It so, is. <laughs> Talking. Did you just, wait, did you just crack open a nooner? To, to, yes. To I'm be already fair, on seltzers already, yeah. I, I am not. <laughs> I am not hungover. I was really tired last night, and I went to bed early. I'm glad I did, though, because I woke up to a beautiful, beautiful... Twitter message exchange between the <laughs> two of you. And it was very, very rewarding. You know, I woke up early, watched this movie. Then I'm looking through my phone. I'm like, oh, okay. But don't want to forget this. Kate, Joe, for the billionth time, introduce yourself on High School Slumber Party. Then we'll get into this one. Okay. Uh, Joe, too. The Pittsburgh Central Catholic Roll Vikes co-host of Too Fast, Too Forever. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm Kate Hudson, the better one. The better <laughs> 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 the better one than me or the better one of the Kate Hudson's? I mean, that's an open to Both. interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> Both. I didn't think of the first contact, so I, I, but yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> that You should have a business card that just says Kate Hudson, the better one. That would be really badass, actually. I do like that idea. And, like, give it out to who? Like, <laughs> cops? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know where to begin with these messages, but... Uh, I guess a new segment here on Twilight Forever is, I guess it's not that new because I've read it before, but reading these old Twitter messages, but specifically the ones I missed from last night. Um, and just a reminder for all you listeners, if you really, really want to hear the deep dive breakdown of, what is this again? <laughs> I keep forgetting the name. Twilight Forever. No, no. Breaking Dawn Part 1. Oh, uh, how did you forget that name? Because I always say, like, Eclipse Part 1, New Moon Part <laughs> New 1. New Moon Part 1, yeah. New Moon Part 1 was what we were going to watch this week. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, uh, Breaking Dawn Part 1. Just listen to our first go-around with just me and Kate. Joe, you're the special guest on this go-around on this lifetime with us. Today we're just going to have fun and get silly and good things, right? So yeah. I wake up to this. Well, let's take it back from midday <laughs> yesterday. Says right before is is me reminding everyone in this chat, which is the three of us, yeah, what we're what we're talking about, what times we're talking about it, yes. at least three or four times. Then you me- <laughs> you message Joe, Ryan, what time is it for me? Noon. 
11 a.m. for you, Kate? And I said 11.30 your time, Joe. Boom. Okay, perfect. I don't think I see much after this or I'm just busy, whatever. But yeah, at some point in the conversation, Kate, you just say to Joe, you should puke tomorrow on the recording or the rewarding and then the recording or even better. Keep, <laughs> dr- keep drinking until it's time to record. <laughs> 12 extra hours of drinking from the time I said that. Until I mean, now, yes, 12.52 a.m. And then our time. <laughs> 11.52 your time. OMG, this is from you, Joe, at 12.53 a.m. OMG, I can't wait till you hear my song. And when I'm reading this, I'm thinking you're talking about the homework today because we No, to... I didn't do the homework. Sorry. You didn't do the homework? No. That's a lot <laughs> of... It was just... Look, look. I gave you four months or three months. Yes, you did. You did. And I think... That, well, one, I made an executive decision. I'm saving that for the end so that I can get Breaking Down Part 2 soundtrack in there, too. Okay. And instead, no, I did extra... I, I did extra credit, and I wrote a Twilight song for you. So I'll give you the exemption just because of this. Okay. Okay, yeah. you just... You, did, you don't really reply to that. You just say, what are you guys talking about tomorrow? I went to a weird Shakespeare Lady Gaga cabaret with two drink, capitalized, minimum <laughs> And I thought to myself, one word, I should create Twilight Trivia Night. I should. <laughs> you just say Red Notice, New Rock Gal, Ryan Reynolds movie. <laughs> oh, I was responding to something else, I guess. Oh. Yeah, what you were going to talk about this morning. It makes perfect sense. Oh, oh no, no, no. Okay. That makes sense. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. See, got... drunk Kate and drunk Joe could communicate. We knew yeah, what we were talking about. <laughs> Sober yeah. Brian was way out of this conversation. I got yeah. about four more drinks minimum to drink tonight. Which, Which... Is like, did you have an assignment? <laughs> yeah. Regardless, then you go, I'm half a handle of Jack Deep. Which I is true. The, I need the rest. I do. I, I did. I that context, but okay. <laughs> and then, Kate, dude, capitalize. Jack will kill you every time. I once drank a bottle of Jose Cuervo because the guy I was dating said he didn't like me, oh, like that, and puked all over my friend's place, and I had to sleep in the corner of the living room. Drinking more than a third of the bottle of liquor will get you every time. Well, I mean, are we talking big bottles or are we talking small bottles? Like, a handle. Okay, a handle. Yes, yes. A third <laughs> of a handle for one person. Yes. And, Joe, you had just answered, that's a Tuesday in my house. That is a Tuesday in my house. <laughs> favorite <laughs> so you so you created a song i did can i can i slide it in when we're talking about the movie because it, it, it's very appropriate and i think the timing plays heavy into it okay but don't don't forget so i trust me i will not i i forgot what the lyrics were until i realized that i wrote them down in my notes oh so my i God. have them wait you guys create notes for this yes oh rachel <laughs> said i sang that i sang it to her multiple times oh oh okay. I, yes, I create notes because this is my show and I need an outline. <laughs> Kate, I, you don't need notes. It's fine. But, but Joe, you're being diligent. I appreciate it. And if you didn't have the notes, you wouldn't have the lyrics, which is great. Exactly. So Twihards, be excited because we're going to get a song in this episode. We're going to get a lot of, a lot of fun things. I might need you to sing back up and you'll, you'll see, you'll know it, hopefully. And we're going to, we're going to try to keep it a little tight today. I know that's easier said than done. <laughs> I'm yeah. also I'm also recording a, a Freaky Friday episode today. So oh. back you to know, back. I think about that movie a lot when I eat McDonald's as I'm pushing forty. Freaky Friday. Yeah. Wait. Are we talking Lindsay Lohan or are we talking? The well, Jennifer? that's the one I'm doing. Why does the original Don't you have? Remember, 
No, the Lindsay Lohan where she's like stuffing her face with McDonald's and Jamie Lee Curtis, who frankly is probably a lot oh, yes. in that movie than I'm comfortable with, is like, that goes straight to my thighs. And like, I'm eating McDonald's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right, Kate. Preview to next week's episode, guys. But while watching that movie, there's a lot of comments like that. Like, oh, I could, I could eat whatever I want as a teen and not now. And I'm like... Oh man, should I not be eating whatever yes. I want? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's it's more regrettable now, but I definitely still eat it. Like that's oh, God, the... yeah. this is why I'm fat and just had to buy a Peloton. It, I didn't have to buy one. You I upgraded to Peloton? Yeah, dude, it's zero percent financing. Loki, I did as well. I did as well, but let's not. <laughs> okay. oh, did, you, did it come? Do you have it yet? No, no, just did. On Tuesday very, with the Black Friday deal. Very good financing now. But regardless, it's not a Peloton commercial. <laughs> Sponsor, today's episode brought to you by Paul. <laughs> Trying to keep it on track. Kate, so I have a couple things in my notes to ask you before we get into everyone's favorite segment, Twilight News. You... Well, I got a big one. I got a big one for Twilight News. That's what oh. she said. Sorry. <laughs> Save it for Twilight News then. Kate, you were telling us about reading, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to read what you're saying because I want you to say it on the pod. You were telling us a couple days ago or a week ago about reading some gender swap Twilight. What were you talking about? Stephanie it's, Myers wrote it. It's a real yeah, thing. It's not fan fiction. This is for the listeners, people. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so I, what did okay. Stephanie Myers write? Meyer. I always get the name wrong. I think it's called Life After Death or Life and Death or like whatever. She published it the 10th anniversary of Twilight, the book coming out. It's a gender swap Twilight, but it's very weird because it's like, I'd say 65 to 70% gender swap, but then there's like, you know, 25%, which is still the same. Like Charlie... It's still Charlie. He slash she is not Charlene. But they're um, <laughs> Bella. Bella is now Beaufort. And uh, Beaufort? Edward. Beaufort. B-E-A-U-F-O-R-T. And my dog's name is Boo. Bo. Well, my dog's name is Bo. He insists he goes by Bo in the book. So Bobo gets really confused when I'm listening to it on audiobook. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That was relevant, I promise. And then Shedward is Edith. Oh, my God. My favorite. Oh my it's real God. dumb. Uh, but the best part is, so I'm only to the point where they get to Port Angeles. And you know how in the books and in the movie, Bella almost gets raped because, you know, that's all Stephanie Myers thinks about. Is this, the, is this the dirt bike part? Like where she's like, I need to go no, fast no, on a motorcycle. No, that's that's New Moon. We're talking about Twilight. This same is like, town, though. Same town. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember where she's like going to that bookstore and then these drunk guys try to rape her? No, like, I don't remember that. That's fair. There's literally like an attempted rape, I think, in almost every book. No joke. Anyway, because Stephanie Meyer is very rigid towards gender roles, obviously Beaufort can't almost get raped by a gaggle of early 20-something girls. So <laughs> instead... <laughs> okay. He, well, no, it, this is Stephanie Meyer's weird Mormon thing. Anyway, oh, uh, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, never mind. Uh, just ignore everything that I'm thinking. <laughs> don't, don't worry it's okay <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't want to i don't want to dive deep into that right now exactly um, he stumbles upon a group of mixed gender with guns doing drugs and oh, then they know the 17 year old boy of being a cop it's like it's amazing <laughs> what fucking idiot looks at a 17 year old boy is like yeah you're a cop fuck you narc oh my so, god 21 Jump Street. I don't know. It's like reverse 21 Jump Street. I do not recommend this book, but I am listening to it as I clean my house occasionally. Sounds fun. When you finish it for next episode, 
give us the full recap. Give us your full review. I was just curious. And interesting. Oh, Brian, I, I'm not going to finish it in time for the next episode. It's been, I've been listening to it off and on for a year, and I'm only a third of the way in. So in three years when you finish it, let yes. us know how it goes. <laughs> ends i know how it ends my favorite my favorite thing is that i i wish that stephanie meyer would have just taken twilight like the file that she wrote twilight in and just control f and just change their names (laughs) that's my favorite dream of what happened i guarantee you that's how she started doing it is she just controlled f it and then she went through it and like edward edith change all edwards to all ediths and just clicked Literally, I would say at least 50% of the book is just that. That's awesome. She's a fucking G. That's a genius ass move, by the way. (laughs) You write the same book again and just change their names. Like, that is incredible. Because you can't plagiarize yourself. She's like, I already wrote this. Like, who's going to (laughs) come after her, right? We have to give her some props because as a Mormon white woman, she probably has some really bad fucking views and things that society would be like, hey, wait a second. But she can't crap shut like she's no we talked about this yeah you gotta hand it to her and guess what like there's no fucking way she could write twilight now because twitter would be in an uproar rightfully so that she was writing these books about native american characters from their perspective so it's gonna be really interesting when she does that horrible renesmee jacob book yeah ooh, that's gonna be very interesting but i cannot wait for it and you know what? Even if she's going to rewrite her books, I'm with it too. Everyone loves Taylor Swift for doing that. Yeah. People, people can like yep. Stephanie Stephanie's versions. It. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel just laughed. Just, just wait until fucking said is like, oh, now I'll write about uh, Anastasia Gray and Christian Gray's child. Why did we get an accent already? Mike Manzi here? Is E.L. James, <laughs> is E.L. James British? <laughs> I didn't know she was British. Is she? Well, I no, I thought was like i don't know i thought she was yeah like a a rich bored british lady who just stole stephanie meyer's (laughs) ip i mean el jane stands come after us oh i will fight you all blackpool (laughs) 3 p.m you know that chick's a hack yes (laughs) blackpool you looked it up london not blackpool oh she was blackpool i would walk back every fucking thing i just said about her you do not fuck with northerners they will fuck you up we're learning a lot today anyway anyway (laughs) Twilight news, guys. And there's a lot of informative and interesting Twilight news this time. I got a big one. That's what she said! <laughs> All right, Joe. I'll, I prepared this whole first time I ever... You can't really see. Took Twilight news super seriously. Mine's, mine's 30 minutes old. Okay, okay. So I will get to my less important news stories. Joe, break some Twilight news. <sighs> Taylor Lautner got engaged 30 minutes ago. Oh, I did not know that. I know you didn't. That's why I wanted to break it to first. Who? No. To who? To the other Taylor. Wait, Remember what? His, girlfriend, his girlfriend's name's Taylor. It's Taylor and Taylor. Remember? We talked about this. I forgot Ta- all of this. It's on his Instagram. He proposed to her in front of a neon light that said Lautner in the background. Oh, no. <laughs> it does. There's lots of candles. There's roses. It looks very Twilighty, to be honest. Tay Dome is her name. Taylor Dome. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's that was the first news of the day. Thank you. That's wow. all I wanted. Wow! It, it's yeah. not our, own, our it's not our only engagement since last time because oh, go Kristen ahead. Stewart, of course, also got engaged. To yes, her partner as well. She did. Yeah. So lots of engagements coming. Dylan Meyer, the screenwriter. I think we talked about her on Moxie, but that's really cool. Our paths. Come on, guy. He's, <laughs> he's, 
to his pasta empire. Leave him alone. Stay single forever, Arpeth. That's how we love you. He, he's not going to let a woman move into his house. <laughs> what do you think this house is like? Like, I imagine it's just in shambles at all times. I think it's a beautiful castle in shambles. Yeah. Do you, do you, you guys know this story, obviously, but, like, I found it kind of recently where, like, our pats had a stalker and this yes, girl... And this, and this girl kept stalking him. So to get rid of the stalker, he just took her out to dinner and, like, was just himself. And <laughs> just was complaining about what his life was like. And she was like, that guy sucks. Oh, and he, like, yes. It's such a wonderful story. If we didn't talk about it, that was a great Twilight news story. I don't know, because sometimes we just talk in the Twitter message. <laughs> you know, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I brought it up last year because it's truly my favorite RPAT story it is it, but it's, you're right joe, joe it got recently like reshared by yes, a bunch of people yeah. because yeah he famously took his stalker out and bored her to death apparently. <laughs> yeah. like nothing less attractive than someone just fucking complaining for two hours <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure that's why i was like this is genius though but like to have like the, the confidence to be like what is she gonna do to me right so you like just take her out to dinner and, like, this is still a great story. She's just like, our pet sucks. Like, fuck that guy. And, like, <laughs> that's the end of the story. That's just awesome. I don't think it's confidence. I think it's supreme deep depression. <laughs> <laughs> See, what? tomato, tomato, Kate. That's the same thing in my eyes. <laughs> All right. Here are my fancy Twilight News headlines. Just quick hitters on these. A new theory to explain why Bella is special. Have you guys heard this one? This has been <laughs> making, making the rounds. There are a lot uh, on Reddit, some Reddit user who I will credit because that's the nice thing to do. Kate Hudson. Did they use yeah. the word like why Kate Bella H- is special? <laughs> like this is Kate's IP. They're just jacking her shit. That was my headline, but still. Uh, okay, user, okay. User dash graph. That's a pretty simple one. This is gaining some traction. That Bella was a succubus the entire time. She's not actually a human and she's trying to steal vampires lives wrong had you read midnight sun you'd know she was a combination of charlie and renee's special makeup edward couldn't read charlie hardly at all he could only get impressions and then renee was her ability to make people fall in love with her so that combination it's like uh what's that star wars bullshit retcon mitochlorians it's like the mitochlorians of twilight (laughs) Yeah, but what if their combination was also succubus? It's <laughs> not a succubus is not born of a human. Come on, we we are. Cro- I'm a subject matter expert in ghouls and the supernatural and Twilight. This person is wrong categorically. All right, theory denied. Stamp done. <laughs> Move Next along. headline: Kristen Stewart making waves for Spencer Oscar buzz? <gasps> question mark. Joey said this. He did. He said that she was excellent and spencer so our girl case to uh one of the favorites to win the oscar this year i am rooting for her obviously i didn't see the obviously. film but in a press junket for spencer she had a very interesting quote she said she's only made five good movies out of like 45 or 50 her words i assume twilight she, yeah new moon <laughs> eclipse breaking down part one part two that's the five, right? Done. That's what I'm guessing, right? What else could she be talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I, I think she actually could be talking about Twilight because it's it's artsy. But in that same in that same interview, she's like, I'm fucking proud of what I did with Twilight. We are too. We are too. So more power to you, Case Stu. <laughs> oh, oh, did you guys see this? 
It's related to an earlier segment we did. Cardi B met yes! our past. Oh my god, I was so no, jealous. Really? Yes, and it, it was. Is Cardi B an Arpads fan? Is that clearly, like a Twilight fan or an Arpads Every fan? Fucking girl born from the like 1988 to like fucking 1995 is an Arpads fan. Trust me. I can't. I can't imagine that there was a time when Bacardi the stripper was reading Twilight in the dressing room. But I want to, and I see it now, and it makes me very, very happy. Oh, for sure. She's a smart cookie. I know. Hey, I said nothing about intelligence. I just said Cardi B, as a stripper, was reading Twilight in her stripping dressing room. Stripper is not an insult. Not an insult at all. No, I'm just saying, just, just like, you know, you're in the back room. Mm-hmm. There's other girls changing, and she just got fucking New Moon cranking. She just back there. Well, no, you can't. You can't read in, like that backstage area. It's too chaotic. <laughs> but she was just so focused and zoned in. Like I just want to see the like, like pictures of like her taking pictures with people. But then like New Moon, she's like holding the book in the background. <laughs> well, uh, go into the, our Twitter messages, and you can see her her brief tweet about meeting our pats. It's great. So, jo- cool. Joe, since you haven't seen it, open it up quick. Okay. Live reaction. Okay, look who I met the other day. I felt like a teen. Oh, fuck, she is hype, though. She really is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. That's awesome. Can you imagine? Like, Also, that's really cool from Arpat's perspective, like, that he runs into Cardi B, and she's hype. Everybody you know, because he's like, I haven't him. done... Like I, like, I haven't been, like, a great... Well, he, he still does a lot of acting. I love him in all of his new movies. I can't wait for his Batman. But, like, for him to run into Cardi, and Cardi to be like, oh, fuck, it's Edward, like, is awesome. <laughs> All right, so I posted this on Twitter, last uh, Twilight News headline. How about that uh, Ashley Green and Kellen Lutz reuniting to create the baseball scene from Twilight? Well, for, for I guess it was a pre-Halloween party or whatever. Uh, I love that that has entered the cultural zeitgeist, right? Like, everyone knows Twilight baseball now. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. Well, we always did, man. You always did, but, but we Women. did not. But, but okay, but the we is men. It's, it's So this is my working theory, not to get on my soapbox when I'm a little hungover, is Go that women have fucking loved Twilight the entire time. That the men have finally unclenched their sphincters and have, have allowed fun to fill their rectum, yes, if you will. I agree. No, because it's, I was a teen yeah. boy at the time. Like, yeah, that's a that's very weird, thing. impressionable age that, like, you can't... <laughs> really like twi- like what would have you know what would have happened to me if i would have been like fucking twilight man you know like it would have not worked out well but no. that's see but that's an indictment of like how things geared towards teenage boys are the default and we all have to like it fuck you marvel movies but twilight which is just fun camp it takes you know what 13 years almost to the day in but order we, for- we're changing though. we came we're around kate we were back Th- but the is- point is it's not new it's not acceptable it's just that guys finally unclenched 50 percent of the population always fucking love twilight whatever it is that's great though it's great that you know more people are embracing things the wall of toxic masculinity is falling i had a friend say to me the other day he's like you know what that oscar isaac's a good looking guy and five years ago i wouldn't have been comfortable saying that to you and i'm like really wow people this is gorgeous of course he's gorgeous, you know? I'm here in my living room wearing a blondie animal print <laughs> shirt, you know? Now everyone can embrace everything. Yes. There are, pe- there are people fighting that. There are people fighting that. Ch- check Twitter. But 
Let, let's keep the progress and keep loving Twilight. That's my thank point. you, I Stephanie agree. Myers. Thank, thank you, <laughs> Stephanie Myers. <laughs> yes, yes, because although her views may not match, she is definitely <laughs> propelling us into a new era. I agree. Weird juxtaposition of like she probably fucking hates it all. Yeah, <laughs> like, this was not for boys ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephanie Meyer gave us the twi- the Twilight universe which we're very excited about. And Kate, you brought this up, and I I did a little deep dive on this as well, but November 18th is the anniversary, the 10th anniversary of Breaking Dawn, debuting in theaters, Breaking Dawn Part 1, obviously. And not not just that, but four of the five movies came out around this time. November 21st, Twilight, 2008. November 20th, 2009 was New Moon. We already said Breaking Dawn. And Breaking Dawn Part 2, Comes out November twelfth, twenty twelve. So Eclipse was the only outlier there. But so when this did Eclipse come out. Was it summer? What's the What's the play of that movie wise? Like because the DVD is not going to come out for Christmas for like the girls to ask for the DVD for Christmas, and streaming wasn't a thing. So like, why would they come out in November? Is it like a dull time? Maybe this is like like, it's like um, cuffin season. season. Yeah, cuffin no, season kind of. It's always like, big. Take a boy yeah. to it. No, no that wasn't the thing. It was really the kickoff to the holiday season, mm-hmm. but it gets you in before the Christmas blockbusters. Okay. okay. The, the big movie time of the year was always this time over the summer for years. It's like things change with the summer blockbuster draw, stuff like that. But like this is the time people are less outside, more inside. What are we gonna do? Let's okay, it's movies. cold. Yeah, go let's go yeah. to the theater. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. But it had to get out because all the huge Christmas blockbusters and the Christmas like, oh, here's our drama. Like our Oscar bait. That all starts to That's come true. out. That's true. That's true. December is that, yep. So but she's so Stephanie Meyer's traditional, just like Edward's values and his suit. But, but you have to remember, Twilight, they were trying to bury. They were just like, okay, fuck it. Like, just slot it in. The first wherever. one, yeah. Yeah, because they didn't think it was going to be a success. And they were like, shit, we need to fast track New Moon. Because they, I don't think they greenlit New Moon until Twilight became the smash hit. So it's basically, mm-hmm. what's the quickest we can get this out? Okay, a year. And then it's like, well, it sets, it sets the precedent. Because then Hunger Games slots into the Twilight. Because it's oh, November, does it? came out in November. Yeah. Did they did they run concurrently? Was Hunger Games coming out when Twilight was coming out? I think the first Hunger I Games. I thought they, they were later. And the last, no, the first Hunger Games was 2011. 2011. So so this Hunger Games and Breaking Dawn Part One would have been in around the same time. Okay. The first Hunger Games. So the second Hunger Games comes out with Breaking Dawn Part Two, and so on. They clearly slotted Hunger Games. For Twilight, because Twilight proved that this is a good time to do movies geared towards teen girls. I agree. I agree. Hunger Games got a, gets a lot of credit for like the female centric kind of action movie like that, but Twilight really needs the pat on the back for even allowing Hunger Games. Twilight walks so Hunger Games could run. Exactly. But well, I see. I think Twilight ran the marathon the entire time because that's a. I think those movies made Slow more. And a classic Kate Hudson is to like compliment something. You're like, no, you're fucking wrong. You're, compl- <laughs> you're, you're not complimenting it enough. It's Twilight. It's just that. It's it's. I am so protective of Twilight now because Hunger Games was like more socially acceptable. So like, it's fuck true. it. It's Twilight true. did it all, man. Twilight is the OG. And when we talk about soundtracks. The Hunger Games soundtrack, now that I look back, definitely tried to copy off the Twilight yeah. soundtrack with the mood and the tone. And that was uh, your homework for some of you today. 
Kate, you've not done your homework in the past. Joe, you did not do your homework this time, but your pop culture homework was to pick your five favorite songs from the Twilight soundtrack. I'm going to come hot. I wanted to give it a proper listen. I forgot about that until I was listening to the movie last night, and I was like, I do not have eight hours drunken to devote (laughs) to all the soundtracks right now and pick five songs. So I was going to fudge it, and I said, you deserve more than that, sir. I agree. I wasn't going to just listen to 20 seconds of each song. And then pretend like I had five favorites. You don't listen to the Twilight soundtracks every day already? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a lot. I mean, we take weird drunk tangents in my house. Last night, there was a lot of Rod Stewart. And it was, it was weird. <gasps> Wait, did so. you just Rod Stewart or did you do the faces too? What do you mean? That was his band before he went solo. Oh, oh. oh no, no, no! It was just it was there was some Rod Stewart there. There was some like you know '90s hip hop. It was it was a weird night, but that shit happens, you know. <laughs> well, Kate, I know you did your homework, and Joe, don't worry, you can hand in that assignment late, and maybe we'll inspire you a little bit today. But Kate, before before you share with me your top five songs off all the Twilight soundtracks, and you know, I hope to do more of a deep dive sometime later on all these soundtracks because they were actually interesting listens but I, I wrote down like a shorthand list of like the most famous songs off the twilight soundtrack the first one i wrote was literally that paramore song i don't remember the name decoder <laughs> decoder. decoder okay right this is what i have as the most famous ones that one supermassive black hole by muse yep. i feel like i think of that a lot with twilight yeah, yeah. F- flight flightless bird of course <gasps> love that song and then in this one i was watching so there's that Bruno Mars song in here, It Will Rain. Is that f- It's not from Twilight, is it? Because I've heard that yeah, it song. Is. So there you go. That one is huge, right? Yeah, it, it plays at the end credit. Yeah, the, sec- the second. Yeah, the last. You. And then uh, A Thousand Years by Christina Perry. Like, if you hear that song, you're like, oh, okay. Like, that's another famous song that came from the Twilight soundtracks. Not that yeah. those are my list, but th- when I think of Twilight, those are the songs that I think of. Maybe that Linkin Park song from the first oh, one, too. you're right. You're right, that Linkin Park song. And that was, like, after Linkin Park was, like, they had added electronic stuff in their music. It wasn't, yeah. like, that original Linkin Park sound. I mean, it's still similar to it, obviously. But, yeah, good call. That Linkin Park song, too. So, Kate, though. You are the expert on these soundtracks more than anyone I know, that's for sure. So sad. <laughs> what is your top five? Well, obviously, Flightless Bird. But the better version, in my opinion, is not the slowed down, more acoustic version where she gets married and breaking down part one. It is the prom scene in Twilight. I dream about being with you forever. Forever. And you're ready right now. Yes. Is it not enough just to have a long and happy life with me? Oh, they use that song twice. Yes, yes. Yeah, there's there's wedding version and regular version. Well, I don't know if it's yeah. a regular version, but you know. Regular did did they call it wedding version or did you call it wedding version? No, no, it's called wedding version. On this okay, okay, nice. Oh, well I was calling it wedding version. I didn't know that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Number two, this is a deep cut, it, but I fucking love it. The Violet Hour by Seawolf. That's the new moon. It's like played for like five seconds. I agree. That is an, it's not on my five, but it's an honorable mention on mine. Okay. It's fantastic. It's right when she comes down in New Moon in the party scene, right before Jasper loses his shit. Great song. 
Number three, I actually don't have my list in front of me. So I'm doing this based on, I'm giving you a fresh list right now. I would put end tapes by the joy formidable. That's um, a good one. I love that song. That's played at the very end of breaking down part one. So there's a direct correlation between the soundtracks and the movies. Like the less good movies have the better soundtracks. So which are the movies. not less good? Which are the less good movies? Breaking Down Part 1 and New Moon. By the way, Kate, you sent me your list ahead of time. And I know you're going off the top of your head. So uh-huh. far, you, you got everything. <laughs> you got everything. Right. Beautiful. From, from your list that you submitted on August 29th. So <laughs> That's insane. Okay, so yeah, I love that song. So number four... What am I going to do? I know. So number five, I always put Supermassive Black Coal by Muse, not because I absolutely love it, but because I feel like it deserves an honorable mention just because okay. it's so iconic. Glad you're here. We need an umpire. She thinks we cheat. Well, I know you cheat. <gasps> Calm as you see him, Bella. Okay. <laughs> So for number four, I know I'm not supposed to like him, but I really like this song because I think he has a rape allegation against him, but I love What Parted Forever by CeeLo. Not only did you get all the songs that you said on August 29th, you got them in order. So (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I have nothing if not consistent. And by the way, honorable mention goes to Chop and Change by the Black Keys, which is also on my rotation. Nice, nice. And I'm going to read exactly what you said in the Twitter message, and it's going to be almost what you said right now, which is great. Are you serious? Yeah. So, number one, Flightless Bird, uh, American Math by Iron and Wine, the Twilight version, and not the Breaking Dawn Part 1 version. Number two, The Violet Hour by Seawolf, New Moon, where Jasper attacks Bella at the party, which I forgot. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. Number three, End Tapes by The Joy Formidable, Breaking Dawn Part 1 and Credit Scene. Number four, what, what part of forever by CeeLo, Eclipse? I forget which part. I think he's driving for like 10 seconds. <laughs> Number five, Supermassive Black Hole by Muse. Twilight, I mean, come on. Baseball? <laughs> there we go, man. All right, here is my top five. But first, I, it was hard for me. So I have some honorable mentions. Seawolf, Sea the Violet Hour, which you great song. Let's get lost, Beck and Bat for Lashes. Yup. By the way, I just listened to all the soundtracks. I didn't like go for movie scenes, and then I was like, they're oh, I remember a, that scene. They're in a car, isn't that? It's either Eclipse or New Moon. They're in a car. Yeah, the- I think so. And Leaky Lee, Possibility, are my three honorable. Oh lashes. yes, that's, that's a good the one. scene where she's sitting in the. Um, it's my favorite scene in New Moon. Second favorite scene where she's sitting in the the chair. It's like September. October. Spins around her. No, yes. Okay. Yes. With the blank yes. pages. Yes. Yeah. In the book. So good. I, th- I like these bands, but I think some of these these songs I picked subconsciously because of where they were in the movie and I didn't oh, even sure. realize. All right. So here's my top five in no particular order. I okay. also picked Flightless Bird, American Math, oh, re- regular version, which is much so superior. Good. Jonathan Lowe, Vampire Weekend, which I was surprised by, but. That's also on the soundtrack somewhere. Vampire know. Weekend? They got Vampire Weekend to do a song. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Is that Eclipse or... What's... Hmm. I just, I just really, like, listen to all them and would, like, write things down. Okay. I'll, I'll I, find it. I'll find yeah. it. Yeah. Rosalind by Bon Iver and St. Vincent. That's the scene in New Moon when she jumps into the... It's, it's my favorite scene. 
where she jumps in and she's floating down and she sees Edward and then she like as yes. Jacob takes her out, Edward like dissipates. Yes, you're right. Yes. It is from that scene. Where I come from, Passion Pit. I don't know that one. It's in the movie. It's so it's in Breaking Dawn Part Two. So we'll okay. go when we okay. watch it again. We'll figure out where it is. And Heavy in Your Arms by Florence and the Machine. I don't know where that one's from either. So let's check it out. That I'm one's from Ecl- Eclipse, apparently. Oh, let's get lost. That one. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then what was the St. Vincent one? The St. Vincent. Or you know, the Passion Pit one? The Passion Pit one was Where I Come From, Passion Pit. Okay, hang on. So yeah, I, I, I'm going to, yeah, I have to hear these songs so I actually know what we're talking about. No problem, no problem. This is Breaking Dawn Part 1. I know the soundtrack very well. It says Part 2, but. Part 2, you're right. I am a little hungover. Let's see. Apple Music, where are you? So the way I usually listen to these soundtracks is a lot of, um, there's not a lot of rights for some of these. So I listen okay. to um, Apple Music playlists. So some of these I don't get as often. Yeah, no, for sure. I was just, like, I had to do it on YouTube. Because the, buying those soundtracks now are fucking expensive, mm-hmm. you guys. Really? Oh, God, I was looking because I just bought a record player because I've just been hemorrhaging money because I'm working like 15 hour days out. I'm like, I deserve things. So I was looking at buying Twilight on vinyl. It's like 500 fucking dollars. Yeah, as a vinyl collector myself of soundtracks, it's very expensive. Oh, okay. You, okay, okay, okay. This is when she first wakes up and becomes a vampire. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're right. In this movie. no, yeah, the next uh, one. second movie. The next one. Where things become shiny and new and she's like seeing the condensation and like oh. the sunlight dappling in. That Okay, yeah. There you go. So, Joe, you have a month only, really, or may- maybe less. I will <laughs> do it. I promise I will do it this time. I promise. <laughs> I promise I will do it this time. But I wrote you a song. so just... Exactly. We're going to get a musical treat anyway. Yes. <laughs> so looking forward to that. But let's start talking about the film. And again, guys, I'll say for the 10 billionth time, if you really want a deep dive, listen to the original episode. We're just going to have fun today. Here are some of Joe's things. Maybe, Kate, some of your thoughts as well. And then some new production notes that maybe I said the first time, maybe I didn't, but I did want to repeat. But before that... This entire podcast is a repetition of things we've said to each other drunk or on Twitter. You're not wrong. Very, very true. (laughs) Read the back of the DVD every time we do this. So here goes. In the highly anticipated next chapter of the blockbuster... The Twilight Saga, the newfound married bliss of Bella Swan and vampire Edward Cullen is cut short when a series of betrayals and misfortunes threatens to destroy their world. After their wedding, Bella and Edward travel to Rio de Janeiro for their honeymoon, but where they finally give in to their passion. Bella soon discovers she is pregnant, and during a nearly fatal childbirth, Edward finally fulfills her wish to become immortal. But the arrival... It, yeah. Spoilers! <laughs> movie because what else could you say this is the movie well let me finish but the arrival of their (laughs) remarkable daughter Renesmee sets in motion a perilous chain of events that pits the Cullens and their allies against the Volteri this is setting up the next movie because what are they going to say in this one Edward and Bella do it enough said the wedding and the fucking that's what this movie is about yeah Kate you've said it a million times but say it again for the first time in this episode what are the character Bella's primary primary goals she has two goals in mind. One, to fuck Edward Cullen and lose her virginity. Yep. Two, to become a vampire. Yep. There you go. And this is the movie where both of those things get accomplished. So 
while there has been criticism that nothing really happens in this and it's kind of just manufactured conflict, the argument would be in the series, this is the payoff of the entire series, at least for the Bella yeah. character. Absolutely. Absolutely. So some production notes that, Joe, I don't know if you're too familiar with these, but I did want to bring up that this is finally, they were like, holy shit, Summit and everyone back in it were like, we're going to cash in and make a lot of money on these okay. last two. Originally, <laughs> originally, they were just going to do all the books as standalone films. But as we've seen with Harry Potter, Harry Potter and a bunch yep. of other stuff, it's like, let's divide the two. We're going to get paid for both of them. As, a, as you said, Kate, too, they're very different tone-wise as well, so you can kind of get away with it. But rather than have like a three or four hour end movie, let's just do two two hour ones, which some might say is too long. I don't. But they really wanted to hit a home run with the ending of this. So the three directors they had in mind were Sofia Coppola, Gus Van Sant, and Bill Condon. Now, Gus Van Sant. Gus I, Van Sant. <laughs> he would have made it pretty interesting. I would have seen that movie. I really like Gus Van Sant, but alas, we didn't get that. Sofia Coppola, though, was very, very interested. And, you know, no point wow. intended. Walked down the aisle to this. Her hang up, she wanted to do it her way, which they didn't really care about, but she only wanted to do this one. She didn't want them to want to do two oh, in a row. Oh, okay. I think they should have done it that way. I agree. I agree. I think she would have done an amazing job, Kate. You're absolutely right. I think it would have been so cool. If you think of, like, the, not that I'm the huge, hugest fan of this movie, but if you think about, like, what Marie Antoinette looks like, like, the look of this wedding and this whole thing would have been so awesome. But they really wanted to, again, shoot them back to back. And they wanted a director who would commit to both. And also, this was key for her. Bill Condon removed himself from the editing process, for the most part, just so he can do both movies back to back, which was a hang up of previous directors who wanted to kind of edit their own movies. Remember, they're coming out a year apart, so they they have to edit while... simultaneously, essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Bill Condon agreed, and Bill Condon's no schlep, right? Like he's the most accomplished director that they hired. He did Dream Girls in Chicago before this. Uh, he did Beauty and the Beast later. He's done a ton of stuff. So again, it's not like we've seen in a other discussions of this where they're like we wanted these great directors but we settled on this random person who doesn't even like the movies like that wasn't the case here yeah they wanted a name they wanted someone to, to finish strong at guarantee that they would make their money interesting note though when they decided to split the movies in two they ran into contractual issues with the actors because they as you said earlier kate after twilight they greenlit moon moon and the other movies but they signed all the actors for three, mo- three more movies, not four. Oh, I didn't know that. That's really interesting. So, yeah, they had to lock up uh, R-Pats and K-Stu, which they did relatively quickly because what are they going to do? They're not going to recast them. Where they had hang-ups were with the, you know, the Collins, like the, the side people, right? I don't know how that affected the movie, but apparently they did threaten to give him the, the uh, what's it called? The Rachel Lefevre treatment. <laughs> you know, they said, hey... You might not be that important. We could recast you. And I don't know. Again, I wasn't in the oh. negotiations, obviously, but that's what I've read that they you know, gave him an ultimatum and everyone signed back on. So what are you going to do? That's so <laughs> fucked up. Like, get, everyone else is getting paid. Why shouldn't they? Maybe get they paid? did. I'm not sure, but I know, uh, like. I think they were big dicking it a little bit. When they announced that Breaking Dawn was two movies, they only announced like four or five people. And. Uh, which were just the the principals and uh, people they knew they had. 
So Anna Kendrick, I was going to mention this. You know how she doesn't appear in the next one? Like, and I know she's yeah. not in that part of the book or whatever. They could get away with it. You know, for some of them, we're like, let's just, whoever we can get away with doing one movie for, we'll just do that. Ooh. Because they have, they have four more in the contract. Well, it makes sense to get rid of the high schoolers Fair. and pare it down because you have to expand the cast with all the weirdos who show up in the next <laughs> yes, movie. They do. But like I, so I was watching, rewatching it this morning with like trying to look at it with new eyes and things I didn't notice before. And this send off to the high schoolers is the weirdest fucking thing ever. You just see Mike Newton dancing like a dork, like weirdly (laughs) and like at the wedding. And that's it. Like, yeah. And then that's it. You never see these people again. That's right. That's what happens, Kate. You get married in high school and then you never see those people again. That's not true. No, it is true. How many? Okay. How many like teenage weddings did you guys okay, go to? Fair. Zero. Zero. Not z- zero is oh, the really? only real answer to that oh, question. I need to say that I didn't mean that snottily because I went to a fair share. That's insane. Like, That's you're from Alaska and you grew up Mormon. It's Mormon. It's more Mormon than Alaska because you get married so you can pork. And like think of how horny you were at like 18, and like you were told by your entire community if you have sex, you're going to hell. The only solution is to get married as soon as you graduate high school. I have a question. Is is soaking a real thing? What is soaking? (laughs) Kate? It wasn't something I... Kate? Oh, God. No, I would have just... Explain it to Brian, please. Oh, my God. Okay. So soaking is you can't have sex until you're married. And realistically, sex is for procreation, not recreation. However, you're still fucking horny. When you're a Mormon. So soaking is where you put the penis in the vagina, but you don't thrust. That, okay. But then okay. somebody. Wait. No, no, no. Then there's It gets jumping. better, Brian. There's jumping. So that's soaking. Jumping is when you ask somebody to jump on the bed next to you so that you get the motion of thrusting without actually doing it. So technically you're still a virgin. Good to know, I suppose. Did not know those terms. Is that a real thing? Is is what, the, is what I need the answer to? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I was. Did boy- you ever jump on the bed? Hell no. So the rule in my family was, <laughs> is that you your fa- you, there's house rules to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rule in my family was uh, okay. is that you had to go to church till you were 14, and after you were 14, you could say I'm out. And my two older brothers kept doing it for reasons. God, well, I know why my older brother did it because he was schizophrenic and like the whole like uptight religion thing really appealed to that side of his mental illness. However, so the point is, is I was the first one of the five of us to be like, fuck this, I'm out. So as soon as I stopped going, basically everybody stopped going because it's not fun. Good to know. But is soaking or jumping real? Is yeah. It, how, do you know anybody that has done Obsessed this? Obsessed with this, Joe. Well, I'm no. very curious. I read about it. You, on, you're you're on... at a consenting adult. Why don't you try it one day and, and then it'll become real. You, will, will you be the jumper? I will not be the jumper. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys were friends. Brian, why would you jump for him? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. If you really sincerely, it's like asking me to be like a surrogate, you know, Yes, 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 yes. Be like, can, can I borrow your sperms for like? My, you'd be like, uh, I don't know, man. Guys, That's it's, weird. it's only weird if you make it weird. So don't make it weird. All right, okay. We'll ask Rachel, and next time, let us know. Jumping on the bed while <laughs> two people are just—oh boy. <laughs> That, that that's weird There's that's a, that, weird if, if you don't make it weird that's weird it just seems unfulfilling there's enough sex in this film that we do not need to talk about because they're married you can have sex when Dipping you're married like, jumping or... but 
and keep in mind with the Mormon procreation, not recreation, she gets fucking pregnant the first go around. Immediately. She does. Immediately. She does. But before any of that, I do not want to forget this. Ex- yeah. Extended edition, watched it. Uh, this one does yes. does have noticeable differences, FYI. Rachel pointed them out because she didn't remember some of the scenes that were in the, the extended edition. So I didn't watch the extended editions, guys. So you're you're on your own here. Okay. Kate, we're gonna blow your mind with one scene, but Okay. Uh, what were the scenes that Rachel pointed out, Joe? When she thought oh, I didn't check any of these, but she thought when Jacob does the like I'm not your alpha as a wolf was one. Yeah, it's a little bit different yeah it's a little bit more yeah. colored the opening is a little different we get a save the date sent to arrow which mirror oh yes oh. yes yes i didn't know that, that was new and they said like this is the colons trying to like flaunt in our faces that it's similar to the Bella. in the regular edition the ending credit scene but in the, the this one it's played more like oh we're invited to the wedding let's see if they go through with this kind of you know yeah. Yeah. So that's how the extended edition opens, which is a big deal. Cause like the first one, we get the chinchilla stuff with the extended editions. The next two, there yeah. wasn't that many differences. This one has yep. a couple scenes where you're like, what? <laughs> that was like obviously off the bat, but there is one Kate that I'm like, oh my God, I hope you watch the extended edition. But if you don't, I'm so glad to show you here. Okay. When they're all fighting, maybe you've seen this one, Kate. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is the one that I was thinking so of. So later, later on, when Jacob's at the house and he's fighting with everyone about Bella's condition or whatever, him and Rosalie get into it in such a way that I'll send you the clip now. Just watch it really quickly. Or if you want to Google it yourself on something else, I don't know. Let me see. Oh yeah. The dog food scene is good. Have you never seen the scene with the dog food? Probably not. (laughs) So dumb. Rosalie, why don't you get Jacob something from the kitchen? Oh, shit! Thanks, but no thanks. I'd rather not eat something with Blondie's spit in it. This is from the book. She would never embarrass me with such a lack of hospitality. Hmm. Of course not. You tell me if she poisoned it, right? Yeah, this is from the books! She's such a bitch. <laughs> Wait Broke for it, though. Her ribs. It's coming. But she said... Enjoy, mongrel. <laughs> you don't make such a big deal out of it. Even normal human babies have been known to crack ribs. Did, did you finish? <laughs> there it was. Yay. <laughs> so, just to describe it for you guys out there. Um... Wait, wait. In my hair. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Don't start none, won't be none. lightning flat fast reflexes she would have heard that coming like <laughs> so, why didn't she stop it it's so inconsistent so to, again to describe uh jacob's at the house and 
what's her name? What's, Rosalie. No, 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 not Rosalie. What's oh. the the mom called? Esme. 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 I, I was gonna say Ren Esme, but I know Esme. Esme's like, <laughs> Ray Rosalie, make Jacob lunch or something along those lines. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. what? First of all, I'm watching. I'm like, okay. And, and she she puts a hot dog in a dog bowl. Which... <laughs> yes, that says Fido on it. Yes, which why do they have? They don't have a dog. Why do uh, they have a hot dog? They're vampires. <laughs> also true. That's a good point also too. very true. It with toppings. It was like a Chicago style dog. Yeah, dog. Very, it was like, like yeah. onions and like <laughs> so they had buns, vegetables, and a hot so, dog. So like in reality, this scene is taking a while because she's prepping a Chicago style dog. She yes. she puts it on the ground for him and whatever. That's a funny gag. He doesn't appreciate it, Jacob, and he tosses as she's walking away. Well, he eats some of it. He eats some of it, and he tosses the fucking bowl at her head at the back. Frisbees her right with it at the yeah. back of her head, but she doesn't realize. Like what? And then everybody laughs at her. Like, like... <laughs> yeah, that's that to me is the golden nuggets scene of the deleted or extended. It was, it was incredible. Scene. It was very incredible. There's also a scene that Rachel was like, this didn't happen. And it's like, while they're prepping for the fight, the mom, the mom Colin's name is Esme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Esme just comes out and starts passing out sandwiches. For <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's, she's like handing out like peanut butter and jellies. Like she just, that's what she does. Cause in the book, there's this whole subplot where she's constantly trying to feed the, like the wolf pack. And they, like, don't trust her, but she keeps leaving them food out until they finally, like, goddamn dogs, like, wounded dogs start to, like, eat the food she leaves out for them. <laughs> Wait, what? It's bizarre. Like, have you ever seen, like, a really, like, scared dog who will, like, won't Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it mirrors that. It's so bizarre. It, that's in the book. <laughs> wow. Why is this a plot point, though? What because the... Esme has literally nothing to do in these entire books. So she finally realized with the last one, oh shit, maybe I need to do something with her. That's hilarious. Mm. That's hilarious. Nice. <laughs> All right, Joe. So we don't have to go front to back with the movie. Just some things that stuck out to you with this glorious, glorious film called Breaking Dawn Part One. <laughs> Early in the movie, I think Bella's sitting on the bed while Alice is telling her that she's going to fix her before the wedding. And there's a nice painting of a dog that was never in the movies just a weird kind of maltese type dog that is just painted behind her i found that very very enjoyable joe i i wasn't really going to talk about this because it's not relevant but what it, it is now because you brought it up so we just covered uh, garden state on here and what's her name natalie portman in her bedroom for this scene it's not the same dog, but it's like by the same artist. Wait, what? Like click a click that link I sent you in the Twitter thing. Oh yes, yes, I see it now, right behind her and her shoulder. Yes, just a nice painting of a dog. And I, so when I'm editing that episode, I'm taking this clip. I'm like, that's an interesting picture of a dog. Then I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, what is with these like amateurish pictures of dogs that they think ladies have in their bedroom? All teen girls, <laughs> all teen girls are drawing or painting. I don't know. I was like, what is going on? Regardless. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, what else do you have, Joe? Edward in a dumb hat. He, like, starts out. He's very traditional. His suit with, like, his his tuxedo with the long tails. His dumb hat. He, he, he's just screaming. Wait, wait, wait. The dumb hat? Virginia. The dumb hat in the flashback? What dumb hat? Yeah, yeah, the dumb hat in the flashback. Okay. <laughs> he has a dumb hat. 
and it's just like it's just like the whole thing is just like I'm a virgin. I'm a virgin. So you're time. you're talking about his flashback when he tells Bella that he was a bad boy previously. That is that what you're saying? Or the, what? yeah, but but what did he really do? Like he just like well, he yeah. just ate a bunch of guys that were gonna rape women. So this, we talked about this, Kate, on the original episode for this. The fact that Edward is like. I got a dark secret. You're like, oh, and she's like, you're not a virgin. He's like, no, actually, I killed rapists. So yeah, yeah like, that's my, that's my like, <laughs> that was my dark time. I watched like, the Bride of Frankenstein. I hung out, and then I killed bad people. Oh, I'm such a bad person. <laughs> so it's good. Like, yeah, it's it's really. Ooh. I was waiting for something too. Yeah, I was waiting for something better than that too. And it's really just like, okay. <laughs> what if it was like, I'd like you to meet my sex gift. Going to be yeah, that's that's what I was hoping for. I was but really no. thinking the first time I watched it that it was going to be like, listen, I had a lover before you. She was a vampire. I thought it could. Yeah, work like out. we never fully did anything, but like I was in love with a woman, and like yeah, she I killed her, or even that. Yeah, I killed her. Yeah, that that is what we call conflict that builds to something later. There's no conflict in these <laughs> books or movies, though. Exactly. So you, you get off the flashback, and you're just like. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, so sorry. I didn't want to admit that I'm a stand-up person, you know, or vampire. I hate yeah. rapists. Bella, I hate rapists. That's my <laughs> secret. Yeah. <laughs> so we have this question. We were, we were asking for a long time on 2F, and I was thinking about it last night. Okay, so you have this wedding. All the vampires are there. Charlie and Renee show up. And they really don't know that they're vampires, right? They don't know that their daughter's getting married into a vampire family. Well, Renee didn't even fucking know she was getting married until she got the goddamn invitation. I, I, I'm sorry, this is wrong, and I know people are going to get mad at me for saying this. I see nothing redeeming in Renee. I know she's, no. a, free, she's a free spirit or whatever, but she's like, to her, her boyfriend then, they're like, look, it happened. My that teenage is- daughter's getting married. She should be like, What? That is not yeah, like, I didn't hear shit about is. this. Yeah, that's not the hot take you think it is. Everybody accepts Renee's the fucking worst. Okay. Good. But I don't want someone to be like, oh, Brian's attacking a free-spirited woman, you know? Like, Fuck Renee! <laughs> dumped her, like, her, okay, wait, not to, not to derail this, but let's think about this for a second. In Renee's, like, fucking permissive world for the past two years, her she ships her daughter off to the father she barely knows. She fucking yep. moved fucks off to Florida. Her daughter keeps having catastrophic injuries and running away. And now she wants to marry her 17-year-old boyfriend. And Renee just fucking shrugs. She does she does less than shrug. She's like, yes, she's excited. She's a moron. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, sorry, Joe, not to cut you off, but what was your No, idea? you're fine. I, I I agree with that because I've seen no redeeming qualities in Renee at all. She's no, no, no. just it's... completely used her mom can be dead for as as much as you wait, 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 wait. She has one redeeming quality, which you even talked about last time. It's old what? horror energy. Oh, oh dude right. i know i didn't want to bring it up again because that's a very like you know people think when i say old whore energy i don't appreciate and love it but she has big old whore energy in this movie for sure she's like get it in she's like trying to get bella fucked so, like she's on board she's there she knows have you joe ever have you ever complimented someone for having old whore energy not to them 
<laughs> but to them, I'm asking, like, were you ever like, no, because then you have to explain it, and the, you know, like, <laughs> like they might be offended. I, I'm just saying, like, I've definitely said this as a compliment to others about someone that I had seen somewhere. Do you think when you're older that you will have old whore energy? No, no, I have, I have um fun uncle energy. <laughs> the funkle energy always good. Yeah, that's good. I have like grumpy old man energy. I have that. I will never have old whore energy. I think that like you know you just be like very confident in your sexuality and like you know what I mean. Like, gotcha. Renee knows that she's like she's like just sex positive. She's good. This is okay. This is somewhat of an inside joke, but I don't care. I, I need to say because I thought about this the other day. But what? I feel like most of the hosts on the Cage Club Podcast Network have uncle energy at the very least, right? Like, yes, everyone feels yeah. like an uncle. <laughs> Yes, that's true. It's very, very true. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so the question was, now, you know, Charlie's a cop in Forks. Is he a really, really shitty cop? Yes. Because, like, <laughs> how did you not figure out that these vampires are taking your daughter away? And then, like, he totally lets her go to a mystery, a mystery honeymoon that he doesn't know where it is. Then she keeps calling, like, poor Charlie, this whole movie. She keeps calling him. This reads as that Edward's just beating the shit out of her, right? From Charlie's perspective. <laughs> um, like, yes. If you read the, like, if we, you don't know what we know. If you don't, if you're not, if you're, yeah, if you're not seeing, and like, any third father, party. mother, or cop, for that means, would not allow this to happen. She calls him and she's like, things have changed. Like, I'm going to Switzerland at one point. It's it's yeah. way different. I'm going to Switzerland. Don't come find me. Like, we're fine. I got real sick. I can't come home immediately. Like, that's Edward beat the shit out of me in my on our honeymoon. And, like, I need saved. Well, Joe, I know you've seen, like, these. And I don't know what channels are on. But they have, like, these docs where people, like, either get locked up abroad or missing abroad. Or, yes. Like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the family talks. And it's like, well, my daughter called me. And she said she was in trouble. And. I didn't think it was that kind of trouble. And you're like, what an idiot. Just do, you know, like, yes, Charlie is, is that guy. But on the same time, like when he's doing that best man speech and he's threatening to shoot Edward and stuff like that. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> but, but think about what he loudly announced in like basically his only scene in the wedding. Well, I'm going to go get drunk. Like, I think that answers all the questions you guys have right now. Kate, yes, and, and I had the same questions as you the first time I watched the movie. Okay. And, Kate, you answered them by saying that Charlie is constantly drunk, likely <laughs> even when he's working. He's the only cop That's in true. town, and he's a drunk cop. He drives drunk. He looks for killer <laughs> animals in the woods drunk, you know? Drunk dad, and maybe that's why Renee left him, even though... I don't know. I'm, again, I'm not a Renee fan. And it kind of but... makes sense. He does. He doesn't want to like. He finally gets some time with his daughter, and he doesn't want to like be overbearing because he doesn't have the like the strong relationship with her. That kind of makes sense. But like, as a cop, you wouldn't be like, "Is he fucking beating you? Like, do I need to come? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is this a domestic violence case? Like, should we come save you?" He's not good at what? his job. Well, I also yeah. think that's probably the reason why he's the cop. Because think about it. If all this shit's going down at La Push, which is adjacent to Forks, you kind of want a dumbass permissive like sheriff, don't you? Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So he was put there yeah. by, yeah, I, I see that. By the way, quickly, we probably don't have time today. I did visit the Pacific Northwest recently. Had Rainier beer. I went into a store. I'm like, I need Rainier beer. Very cheap. Very crushable. 
Very much okay. enjoyed it. And I was like, I could live the Charlie life. Also, also, driving on the highway from uh, Seattle to Port... Forks. Oh, no. Forks. <laughs> from Seattle to Portland, you pass one, uh-huh. of the t- one of the towns, and there's a huge billboard, and it says, like, essentially, this is where Twilight was filmed. <gasps> They're ah. very excited about it, so... Guys, if everything goes well with Twilight Forever and all the things we do here, we gotta do live Portland episode. I would love it. I'm down. I'm hundred percent down. Wait, wait, wait. Does Charlie have Funkle energy as well then? No. Um No. He's not that fun. He's not that fun. Yeah. He's like last tier babysitter type energy. <laughs> like if you're if your mom ran out of people to leave you with, she'd be like, okay, like no. just be at Charlie's for like an hour and I'll be right back. So just don't get into trouble. Yeah. I think there's not a lot of uncle energy in the Twilight series, to be honest with you. Billy Black, maybe. Billy Black, but a different kind of uncle, right? Like not what the Funkle. Yeah, he's like a stern uncle. He's he's not, not he's not, not the Funkle. What about Mike Newton? What about Mike Newton? Mike Newton is future Funkle, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Future Funkle. We don't see it in true fruition, but he's going to talk about his. Dad. Anna Kendrick, messy aunt for sure. Messy aunt. Wait, wait. What, what about um? I'm just gonna. What about a uh, fucking Emmett, the dumb, the dumb jockey one? He kind of has fun uncle in with the eggs. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. Yeah. A little bit, but like the fun uncle is usually not a meathead. The fun uncle is true. Is someone who would host a podcast on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Exactly. You know, just like, oh, your uncle is a podcast. That's cool. Until you get to a certain age. And it's like, uh, my uncle's watching Twilight and talking about it once a month. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle's crushing Rainier Beer is watching Twilight. <laughs> that, yeah. The definition this is a weird tangent, but the definition of Funkle to me is that like the kid loves you for, and this is, I'm not saying you, Joe, or me or anyone. Well, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, like the kids think you're so cool to a certain age, and then they get to this level where they're like, is he that cool? You're weird. Or is he just sad or weird? Or you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Lonely. But like, lonely. But like you're killing it from like three to twelve. Yeah. Like they're like, that's the coolest guy I've ever seen in my and life. Then and then they're like, oh wait, he's just depressed. Like that's and, but that's how then he I lives. think as an adult you get to a stage where when you realize, oh, what he's doing is actually like something I could settle into as well. But exactly, when, yes. When you have those like bright years of like 14 to like 20 something where you still think everything's gonna work out and you see the fun uncle you wonder why he's talking twilight once a month and drinking the rainier beers yeah that's when you question it but after that then you're like you know what lifestyle i get it life beat him down too or yeah yeah exactly you just need you need that that nice wisdom that you yeah i agree that was perfect I think we all agree though jasper has the don't leave your kid alone with him in the same room oh but. yes oh yeah, yeah 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 he's creepy uncle energy but i think oh. like on a on a higher level on a higher level letterbox conversation we hit on something that like twilight doesn't really have true comedy relief characters there are characters who we oh. laugh at because they're ridiculous but it's not like stephanie meyer created the funny sidekick or you know the weird girl who's her friend who, you know nope. what i mean no, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, even from the books, they add in all of Jessica's one-liners for the movies. Like, that's, you're right. She could be that, yeah. But that's because of Anna Kendrick magic. That's not necessarily the character, I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Rachel had an argument last night that I said, like, oh, like, why are you letting Alice do all this wedding stuff when Anna Kendrick is your best friend? And she says Anna Kendrick is not her best friend. Correct. And Alice... 
insisted she got to do it. Alice is fucking emotionally abusive, in my opinion. Okay. Also, also, let's think of like an actual true wedding, right? Carlisle is paying for this entire thing because he's rich, right? Yeah, because he's rich. Carlisle's proxy is Alice. What can Bella really say? You know what I mean? But but think about this, too. You're forgetting the whole component that Alice can see an infinite amount of outcomes to any action. And she uses and... her powers for wedding planning. No, but she uses her powers <laughs> to get the outcome she wants. So she manipulates the situation so that she can be in control and do the wedding planning. And she uses that to, uh, to wedding plans? Yeah, not Because to... people are... Because... How do I say this? When you're not a genius and you're creating scenarios, perhaps you're not creating scenarios that smart people would come up with. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but that's, that's a good point, actually. By Rachel, I think I made a similar point on an earlier episode. Like, Alice's power here is just sensational. Yeah. What else you got, Joe? Um, that was the world's fastest wedding. And why did everybody that attended the wedding wear shitty prom dresses? I get that they're teenagers, but they that's were all why. just, like, in prom dresses yeah, and that kind of makes sense. Yeah. What wedding needs 25 speeches? I knew you were going to mention this, Joe. I knew you were going to mention this as like, I feel like you've been to your fair share of weddings. And the speech is often the worst part of a wedding, right? Like you oh, just want to yes. eat and dance and do, yes. do whatever you want to do, drink, whatever. And everyone got to speak at this wedding. Yeah. Excuse me? Is this on? Um, hello? Um... I'd like to propose a toast to my new sister. Bella, I hope you've gotten enough sleep these last 18 years, because you won't be getting any more for a while. <laughs> well, Bella was just like everybody else, totally mesmerized by Edward, or the hair, as I call him. Um, and then, suddenly, Edward is all about Bella, even though she's not the captain of the volleyball team. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Or the president of the student council. Edward will be a good husband. I know this because I'm a cop. I know things. Like how to hunt somebody to the ends of the earth. Now that you're my sister, You'll have to get over your version of fashion. Yeah, I know how to use a gun. Skirts, heels, handbags. Go to sleep, my love. Go to sleep. When you wake, you'll see me. I'd like to thank Renee and Charlie for bringing such a wonderful person into the world and into our lives. We will cherish and protect her forever. It's an extraordinary thing to meet someone who you can bear your soul to and who will accept you for what you are. I've been waiting what seems like a very long time to get beyond what I am. And with Bella, I feel like I could finally begin. So I'd like to propose a toast to my beautiful bride. No measure of time with you will be long enough. 
Let's start with forever. Everyone. Multiple people for long time. By the way, they, they truncated speech. their speeches. Renee, worst speech. What is she doing? She's singing a lullaby. It was weird. It was weird. That, that actually that actually felt the most realistic though. <laughs> fair, yeah. fair. Yeah. But that's the speech. The I mom did. does like a weird thing because she's uncomfortable or something. Well, like that's probably stoned. Oh, True. good call. By the way, another realistic speech, Emmett. Yup. Like, what was his? I don't remember. Tell me. He was just like, bro, it's like, oh. Uh, you're going to get it in. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> like that one. Yeah, I exactly. remember. Like, like, He's like, you're going to fuck her tonight. Okay. <laughs> and you're like, Charlie, okay, Emmett. Thanks, guys. Like, Charlie gives him this look like. And again, one can interpret it as like, oh, oh, he's, he says you're going to be up all night. Now he could mean, oh, you're a vampire now, but we know what Emmett means. Yes. And Charlie yeah. gives him a yeah. look. And Charlie doesn't know that Emmett means you're going to be a vampire. But Emmett so. doesn't mean that, though. Emmett means fucking, let's be honest. Yeah, true. True. <laughs> so get through the shitty wedding that sucks. It has 6,000 speeches. <laughs> then why does Edward Cullen deliver Jacob as his <laughs> wedding present? Fucking weird. To Bella. Like, did you cuck yourself here? Like, what is happening? You're hitting all my notes on this. Absolutely. Okay. I think, I think I think you just explained it. He's cucking himself. Edward fucking hates himself. I bet you anything if Edward ever masturbated that he would... <laughs> oh, we're we back are. to Edward masturbating. Three for three. <laughs> he probably... You know those hair shirts that people wore in like the middle middle um, middle ages to like punish themselves to always be scratchy? I guarantee you he has especially made hair shirt gloves that if he does masturbate, that's what he uses. Makes sense makes sense that that's insane but you're absolutely right joe the fact that he delivers the, his mortal rival as a gift to his new and she bride. is hype yeah. to see him way more so than she's getting married the only thing that like trumps that is kate's list fucking edward becoming a vampire seeing jacob is three seeing jacob is like three. that's but the asshole jacob is like what like He's there at the wedding, and he's like, gets shocked at everything. Like, you're, you're gonna have sex with him, or like, you're staying as a human. Like, yeah. Is what soon I'm gonna be dead to you? No. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to appreciate your last night as a human. Well, it's not my last night. I... I thought you... Didn't really want to spend my honeymoon writhing in pain. What was the point? It's not like you're gonna have a real honeymoon with me, anyway. It's gonna be as real as anyone else's. That's a sick joke. You are joking. What, while you're still human? You can't be serious, Bella. Like, tell me you're not that stupid. I mean, it's really none of your business. No, you can't do this. Jake. Listen to me, Bella. Jake. Let me go! Jake, calm down, Are you out of your mind? Huh? You'll kill her! Walk away, Jake! Enough, Jacob. Stay out of this, Sam. You're not gonna start something that we'll have to finish. She'll die. Not our concern anymore. Like, it's all... Uh, yeah. And why didn't you just come to the fucking wedding, bro? 
Because he was out roaming as a wolf. Yeah, I know. He was on his he was on his was on vision his quest. Out. Vision quest or whatever he Northern was. Northern Canada, I think. A walkabout. Yeah. <laughs> just, just off in the woods by himself. Like, but then you show you still show up to the like I could see if he's like, okay, I was like, I had to let go vet because I knew you were getting married. But they still comes to the wedding. Can we also start to interrupt? He's also fucking sixteen. Like, were you allowed to just fucking go to Canada by yourself at sixteen? Well, he's a wolf boy. I wasn't a werewolf either. Yeah, wolf yeah. Would your family have let you if you were a wolf boy? I don't know. I've never Probably. been one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, I don't know their rules, but it seems like you could just like go fuck off for a while, and everybody's cool with it as long as you're a wolf. I don't, like, I don't think you was, can as a 16 year old boy. Like I don't think he's like oh, I'm taking a train to northern Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like I'm gonna wolf off for a while, and that's a different thing. Okay, I was looking at our list of films you're technically signed up for, as I like re-listen to things. For a secret project, you signed up for a train film to Canada. Do you remember which film? Journey Not Again. <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, that's a random one. So sorry, just had to slip that in. Nice. <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> I fell in love with John Cusack as like a six-year-old. OG John Cusack. Ooh, John Cusack's name made me want to stop the podcast. Even though he's a high school slumber party hall of famer, he's still blocking us on Twitter. I can't believe it. <laughs> You forgot about that, right? Yeah, John Cusack blocks Isaac Zumbaparty on Twitter. Anyway, I love him. Doesn't matter. No, I thought this was a good point to break up the episodes. This is kind of halfway between the two. Give you the rest of the weekend to, you know, chill. Listen to this one. And then on Monday, we will have part two where we'll go more into the movie, the vampire and mortal sex scenes, the big ending, the birth of Renezme. Oh, I can't wait. And you shouldn't either. And guess what? Next episode... We're going to do the Twilight Games. Yeah, you're going to hear the eBay purchase of the week, the Twitter game, the card game. Oh, it's going to be fun. I cannot wait for you to listen, but I need some time to edit it. I need some time to hang out this weekend. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Really appreciate it. No trailer because you should have watched Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1 by now. So I'll give you one more thing, one more piece of advice, slumberers. And you know what it's about. It's about the good old thing called life electric word this thing life life it moves pretty fast and if you don't stop look around once in a while you could miss it let's take another song off this specific soundtrack for breaking dawn part one christina perry's a thousand years later dudes
It's over. Go home. Go.